0: show you exactly what type of day I'm having. Okay. <laughs> we started to record the show guys. Started. Yeah. And then talking. Literally close to 10 minutes in the recording. Knee deep in the conversation. And realized that the mic wasn't plugged in. God damn it. <laughs> now, I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> I'm not even talking. <laughs> I'm not even joking, I promise Listen it, 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 You know, rookie mistake, this might be a little loud Do the AC, um, I'm sorry It's it's 100 degrees outside
1: Listen, here. y'all gonna be alright Y'all gonna be alright You did not hurt the fan and everything in the background before, we'll be alright
0: So, welcome to this, one well, am just gonna do the speed up condition Um, edition of this um, welcome to WRH podcast by right knowledge, who raised roads. Who raised Um, and I had started, but I'm not gonna wait. Um this week I am Jillian Scott. Hello. As Jim and I am, and also I am Avery Wilson. Yes, and I am the line
1: of notes to Who is Jill Scott Words and Sounds Volume 1.
0: And welcome to this week's episode. Now I started by doing this. So we had a whole standout moment when it came to speaking about who is Jill Scott, Words and Sounds Volume 1. Yesterday, which we recorded on Sunday, so yesterday was Saturday, yesterday was the official 20th anniversary of the release of the album. My. God, it's been 20 years of just Still can't believe it. It does not feel like 20 years.
1: No, no. It doesn't. And that woman just aged like a fine wine. It's
0: She's just, and just so gracious, <sighs> so humble, and just the epitome of a woman. Listen, class. Dignity. Ugh. You know, she the only person I know that can sit here and sing about sex is then talk. so are right, you hungry now? Hello! <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Hello. All right, I'm ready to go to the stove. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna make some grits. Mm-hmm. There might be some strength to go along with it. I can't have that. I can't have shellfish. No. But, you know, <laughs> obviously she's gonna fucking defeat you. Listen. So, all <laughs> of like, Baby, you hungry. All Hell, right. she might have the be prepared before she got
1: it. might already be in the aluminum pants. Mm hmm. Over the bouncing burgers. It might already.
0: Now, we talked about, um, remembering those times like in 2000 I was 13
1: I was 17
0: and I remember my mom would not stop playing this album and that's what made me a fan and she wouldn't stop playing it and then as I got older I gravitated toward the album again and gave me a listen and an adult mindset it Mm -hmm. was completely different from listening to it as like a child
1: man listen and like I was telling Lonnie the first time like I remember going to purchase that CD And like putting it in my Walkman And listening to it on my way to work And I swear I listened to that album For a good 2-3 months straight It was all that I would listen to mm-hmm. Just a great fucking album Great music It's a masterpiece actually If we're gonna be frank It's a masterpiece And like and It's funny because like I think about what I was going through during that time when that album came out. Like, every album she's ever come out with has been a soundtrack to my life at some point. But, like, coming back to it and listening to it now with even more experience, like, some of them songs just hit way different now.
0: I will always, always, always stand Show Me. Show Me, if you need a soundtrack to I'm tired of these Mm -hmm. niggas, (laughs) Show Me is, like, the ultimate song for you She's that girl. Sis.
1: She's that girl.
0: And the fact is, it is literally a bonus track.
1: All the, way the me.
0: All the way in the back. All the way in the back. You thought it was over. And I remember, I think I really gave it a good listen in like my 20s, like mm-hmm. my early 20s, I think close to mid. And I was just like, she was speaking, That's what's speaking. I'm like, oh, when she said, would you be able to replenish my faith and brothers? I was like, <laughs> why are you doing this to me? First of all, well, some of
1: those songs that are like, even more prevalent to this day, like now I'm thinking about watching me. Watching me is some shit. I remember when I heard that song for the first time, it was so like, it felt so cryptic and it opened my eyes to make me think about a lot of shit a lot of shit and um like I said I think about it now you listen to it now and look at the world around us she was on some shit two decades
0: two decades ago literally and it's just it's so weird that it has been 20. Years of Jill Scott. That much
1: time has passed.
0: And for somebody, like I said before, somebody that did not want, like Marlon said, she did not want to be an artist at first. No. That was not her plan. She just wanted to write. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that she ever wrote was the hook for You Got Me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, Erica Badu, if you also are a student of um, Baduism, you also very aware Erica does not accept tracks that are pre written she never has, so to now be in a space where she accepted a hook from, that was pre-written. And what really made Jill stand out more than anything, because she was already standing in background for The Roots. Mm. It was a show in Brooklyn, they told the story on Versus, it was a show in Brooklyn, and Erica was stuck in traffic, but Jill was there. So Jill sung the hook to You Got Me. At a lot and I think it's unlike the one of their live CDs where Jill actually sung it and of course like Marlon pointed out when we first started he was like if you go back to the um the interlude before um slowly shortly mm-hmm. that's where that came from what's your name girlfriend I said what's your name my name is J-I-L-L-S-C-O-T-T. Yes, Jill Scott representing North Philly, y'all. Yes. Now, I, it aged like wine. Mm-hmm. Especially if you love the album as a teenager and then go back and listen to it in you adult don't like My God, was she spitting. Oh, child. She was spitting. That's why I still... It's a staple for me in the summertime, especially because it was released in summer. It's a staple for summertime. Like, the weather's breaking, I'm throwing that album on Sometimes I just let it play start to finish and just let it go through. Maybe. But, mm, mm, mm-mm-mm. Oh, Jesus. Jilly Jill. So, um, it's time to get, we went from brief nostalgia now it's time to go to current day mess. Yes. Um, it's called scroll on. Um, I'm not even gonna take it the flush because y'all been sitting on this all day. Listen. Um, I started to say when I started it with this. Um, here on the podcast, we are very we're mental health enthusiasts, so we always preach like doing the word self care, self help, um, therapy high emphasis on therapy so this week um, it came out that Tamar Braxton um, was found unresponsive I think this was on Friday? She was found unresponsive and she was rushed to the hospital and they, she put out a cryptid um, text and it was a draft tweet but she never sent it out and the tweet said that she basically was a slave and that she didn't own like she owned nothing in her life so and even when now that I think about it with Tamar, like I told Marlon, that episode they had with um, Ayana, uh, y'all, yeah, I, I, I always fuck up her name. It's fine. I, I fuck up the pronunciation of <laughs> her name. I don't care. I care, but I don't oh, because shit. I, I can never. The end throws me off. I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna lie. The end throws me off.
1: It's okay, friend.
0: The end. Can we get rid of it? No. Is Ayana? No. Ay- Ayala? No. Like, not, why no. Ayana? That's the woman's name. Like, why? It's her name. Can we talk? No. Can I write her? No. You sure? No. I can make that. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> this is confusing. Um, <coughs> that episode, they had a Brack's and Family Values after the whole big falling out that they had over money with WeTV. And... They had a group therapy session with right. all of the sisters, and her actions let me know that there was something deeper going on with her, mm-hmm. that she was, in, like, you could just tell she needed more than just a little gospel and praise worship, she needed actual therapy to go on top of her faith. And sometimes that's like the hardest struggle, especially for people that are, like, heavily into the church, Right. realizing that therapy is not the devil. It actually go. it's like, I say it because it's the truth, Prayer without work is an empty prayer. So you cannot pray for God to want to rid you of your anxiety and depression if you're not doing the work by going to therapy, doing the work by doing self-care, doing the work by doing self-help. If you're not doing those things, it's empty. You're in the same situation, all you're doing is praying. You're wasting a prayer if you're not doing the work within yourself. (laughs) If you're not actually seeking help from a professional, taking the medication. And this is not a scolding session. It's just, I need everyone to understand. If you're not doing the work, then you're wasting your time. We preach the work all the time. I'm still a work in progress. Marlon is still a work in progress. I can't tell you what you should already know. And my heart goes out to her. I love Tay-Tay since the beginning. But I need Tay-Tay to actually want to help herself. Yeah. And I want everyone to understand you have to want to help yourself, too.
1: I think she does. I just don't think that she knows how to. That part. I think that's what it is. Um, A lot of the things that I've seen from her um come from a space of desperation of wanting help and just not really knowing how to go about it. You know what I'm saying?
0: I think she was I think she might need um I, what is the therapy where they um induce you into like a deep subconscious so you can really reveal your issues? Um I forgot. Is that hypnosis therapy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like she need like that and i feel like she needs inner child therapy because
1: definitely
0: a lot of her issues stem from her childhood <coughs> a lot of it a lot of them especially due to the fact that she's the baby she's always the one crying and needing attention and i love Tay Tech, but she also has the victim complex and it's bad how bad she has the victim complex so mm. nothing is her fault everyone is everything is everyone else's fault except hers right and at some point you have to take ownership of what meet what you did and what where you went wrong. Right. There's no way you can sit here and say, oh, that this person wronged me, that person wronged me, but what did you do to correct it? What did you do to face it yourself? Where did you fall short? Right. You can't want help you can't want to sit here and be a victim if you're not willing to put yourself in the in the shoes of the other person. And it doesn't work like that. And she also revealed that she was molested as a kid too, and they won't reveal who
1: did it. Oh see. That's so much healing. So it's much So healing. much to impact,
0: unpack with Tamar. My best wishes to her and the rest of the family. Yes. You know, say, say, I want to see you up and, you know, doing your thing. And it's all right. Um So we're going to transition from say, into the real for a second. Okay. Because, of course, hand in hand. Um, this week, first and foremost, I. Okay i thought of something that i need to say and i need to do it right now before we even go any further yesterday i received news of someone's passing if you are familiar with the gay the black gay nightlight scene here in new york you are familiar with nctq um from my early 20s up until like i I really stopped becoming a frequent club head around like 26, 27. I used to go like every other week. Like, payday. we at the club, bitch. What's up? Mm-hmm. Easily hundred, $150 out of the drink. Yes, money. But he was just like the hype man to our nights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drunk, now drunk, uh, some drunk, some high, some both nights <laughs> inside the club. And... He was not like he never presented to me as like a bad person. Even when us finding out that he had cancer, it was a remission. And it just it's sad to say that he unfortunately he has. Um as a staple for the culture, especially now that a majority of those spaces we had to be free and be ourselves are like really starting to vanish before our own eyes. We don't even have a club that we can just say, you can go to this club. Even pre-COVID, it was always, this club, that club, this club, that club. And we never, really, now we don't really have a space, so to lose him, is it's deep to, especially a lot of people, like I said, that went out or walked to the nightclubs, you know exactly who TQ is. You actually knew he was gonna turn up, he might stand on a couch. Mm-hmm. That was your hype man. And, to lose him, especially to see um, DJ Irondown, who was another, who was one of the main people, DJs he worked with, to see his response, it was it's just heartbreaking. And my heart goes out to his family, his son, and just, I always say when we lose people, I never say rest well or rest in peace, I always just say thank you. Because your life, what you did while on this earth, speaks volumes for you as a person, and especially for him, it spoke volumes that other people's enjoyment meant more to him than his own circumstances, and that I will always say him. So, wanted to take the time out to say, rest in peace to NCTQ. There we go. So, with that being said, we also got the confirmation this week that Naira Vera's body was found in Lake Fury. I, it, it's a sad situation, and the fact that, and I got scold a scolding session for you shit. Can we talk? What first and think? foremost, can we? I want to say my heart definitely goes out to her family and also the Maury family because uh, Ty's Maury revealed that was, was the love of his life, his first love, and he basically outpoured love on Tanaya. And now to find to get the confirmation that she passed, of course that's a lot for anybody. So definitely my thoughts and prayers to them. But I want to get on you niggas real quick.
2: Sure. What y'all do?
0: Big Sean and Naya Rivera broke up years ago, right? Get- why are we talking about I Don't Fuck With You right now? What, why Why is this of importance right now? The song, yes, is about her. She had a song directed at him. Let it go. Cause I'm willing to bet you, you still gonna sing every word to I Don't Fuck With You. It's a song. Regardless of who it was directed to, it's not gonna come off of streaming, it's still there. You're still gonna listen to it. It's one of his most played songs. It's not gonna go anywhere. So for y'all to sit here and try and put this man under attack to try and get that song taken down, it's not gonna happen. He even spoke on her death. He didn't have to. They did not get along after they broke up. Let it go. Your, your sensitivity is not gonna get that song taken down. No. It's not helping anything. It would be different if he released it after she died. Right. It'd be different. This came out while they were alive after they broke up, while they were beefing. Let it go. He even yeah. said something about her passing away. He didn't have to. He didn't have to.
1: Y'all gotta stop. But
0: y'all need to stop with this bullshit. The song was released years ago. Y'all have a problem screaming that shit in the club before. <laughs> but a bitch dress but like I said, thoughts and prayers enough. Also, um, I did transition into the real speaking of the Maury's. Tamara Maury made her announcement that she is leaving the real. Really? Yes. She said after seven years it's it's time for her to leave. Huh. So now the real is down to hosts. So currently the sitting hosts for the real are gonna is still gonna be Lonnie Love. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrienne, um, Bylon, he, he, um, I forget her last, I her last name, doesn't matter, mm-hmm. um, and Jamie Mae. Now, you're going to have two seats, pre- like, basically vacant. Mm-hmm. My goal, I would say, personally, for the real, just get one more and call it a day. you got going to need five. And especially... Amanda, and I don't blame, I mean, I have a love hate relationship with Amanda Sills. Everyone like that knows me knows this. I love her, but can't stand her sometimes. Love mm-hmm. her, meaning it. Um, but Amanda had a realization that was so real when she said she felt like that space was not meant for her. Mm-hmm. And that was a real comment to say, especially coming from her. Um, I believe her, what she said was the truth. Um, it wasn't a space for her because... They don't have spaces for being un- being a woman that's unapologetically black. Oh. And it's more so you're censored, you're not able to say what you want. It's like all these sponsorships that might go down the drain if you say what you really want to say. Right. So it's like you're gonna you're censored. So it's that is like fine. it it's not, <laughs> not, is not. Not not her in the slightest. So it's like that's not for you. If I wanna see Amanda back on television besides a secure love to um, yes. I'd rather her bring smart, black, and funny to the show, like to bring it on the television as a game show. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want to see her back in the room. i like, that it was good while it lasted, but it's not her space. So that's a luck to them, and replaces Tamara, um, which Tamara had to address it while more, while basically tend it to her brother, mm-hmm. who's going through a major death right now.
2: Mm. Um.
0: Hmm. So. Another death that we had, um, Representative John Lewis passed away this week. Um, I'm not going to sit here and hold anyone to say that uh, this is a bit of my negligence. I'm not not saying I'm fully familiar with his work. I just know he was also one of the oldest House members that was sitting in the um, House of Representatives. That's the furthest I knew, but also a lot of people told his story and how he was a civil rights leader. Right. So we just, we're losing, uh, we're 2020 can just leave at
1: this point. So I'm so ready for her to be over.
0: I think everyone is just ready for her to be over. We're sick of seeing her. We're just tired. The hoe can go. Um, Why well, was speaking about that pitch. um mm, I'm gonna give you choices. I like when I give choices. I don't like it. I, I love it, I love it. I, I, I think this is the best part of the shows when I give you options. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have hmm, narcissism or
1: the blacklist. Those are tough choices.
0: <laughs> narcissism or the blacklist. Well, let's go with narcissism. So Kanye West is holding his first rally. Um, in South Carolina, um, where he's urging people to come out and support him running for president. Now, I never knew, and someone sort of update me it's July, right? Mm-hmm. It's July, mm-hmm. the presidential election is in November. Mm-hmm. You announced that you're running for president in July, in July, to run for this year. I, first of all. <sighs> in July. I, I, I believe that this
1: is some sort of divisive plot. I believe that it is taking attention off of what's really going on right now. I am not going to profess to be one that is knowledgeable and proficient in politics because I am not. But a little bit that I do know, this is some bullshit.
0: You're running for president and you announced this in July.
1: First of all, what credentials do you have to run for president?
0: You've never held civil office. But neither, neither has you president.
1: So and y'all good duties. So
0: And he actually was res- he actually took his support away from that man. And while we were on narcissism, that was another thing. So I don't know if you noticed that um CNN completely cursed out Trump. <laughs> um Chris Cuomo let him have it. No, it's he- Chris Cuomo, let me tell you, he hates him. You know, the disdain that Chris Cuomo has for y'all president, it's very valid. He hates him. He hates is an understatement. He loathes him. Yes, he cannot stand that man. And what he did let us know, because Chris Cuomo said bullshit on air. <laughs> He's like, you're in the middle of a global pandemic, and you're sitting here promoting beans and rice. They're taking full photo ops of in the Oval Office with, Go- with Goya products sitting in front of you. Ivana is taking a whole picture holding a can of Goya beans. Y'all are worried about Goya when you had thousands, hundreds of thousands coming through with positive corona to- coronavirus um, results. You're sitting have having full governors wanting to sue cities for making it an ordinance to make a mass requirement. You have whole people die, You have thousands of people dying. Honey, and all you give a fuck about is Goya because they support you? This
1: is the worst, 2020 is the worst episode of Six Side World I've ever witnessed in my
0: life. This is literally Six Side World. <laughs> literally. Six, and, and this is the name of the episode. Six Ad World. There you go. I named the episode. I had to think about the shit this week. Six Ad World. And it's just... Oh my god. I I, like, I like, don't expect anything less from y'all's president any, anymore at this point. I really don't. Because he's a narcissist. He's a control freak. And he wants to be a dictator but that can't happen. So, trying to... It, it's just... Uh, I could be here all day. The block list,
1: because I'm starting to get ahead.
0: <laughs> you starting to get a little faint? Um,
1: yeah, it's just.
0: So I'm reading this directly from the shade room. It says the White House has blocked CDC director from testifying on schools reopening at hearing next week. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, there's actually an ordinance now that where positive corona results have now not no longer go to the CDC. They go directly to the White House.
1: Now. We are in danger.
0: <laughs> now, we are in danger. The, this is what it reads. The very same scientists and people that have been monitoring the coronavirus in the US and making recommendations on how to prevent the spread of it are now being blocked from testifying on when and how schools should be open. The White House is blocking U.S. Senate of Disease Control and Prevention, CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield, and other officials from the agency from testifying before um, before a House Education and Labor Committee hearing on reopening schools next week. Now, this is dangerous as shit. Like, this is the most terrifying thing that you possibly can think of in this climate that we're currently in the last thing that you want to do is close out a medical, like medical professionals. You're in the middle of a global pandemic. Look. You, want, you want children to go back to school in September. You want kids to go back to school in September. And the pandemic's not over. It's not over. You're losing infants to coronavirus. They're being born with coronavirus and you have the nerve to tell me that you're blocking the CDC director from the actual meeting that you're gonna have with the House Education Board? Are you dumb? Are you fucking dumb? I I don't have words. I I don't have words. Like how do you? It's so stupid. It costs you nothing to take yourself out of this. Literally, Joe Biden tweeted this earlier this week. He said, we left the tools in place for events of shit like this. And guess who dismantled them?
2: True.
0: Right, and literally months before. I hate conspiracy theories. <laughs> I hate them with a passion. But this one woman said something, and it was video proof of what she said. She said that they were testing the coronavirus since October of last year. (laughs) Guess when? And I thought I was taking a month or two before they announced this. He dismantled the pandemic board. Now here we are where cities and states are so anxious to get back to normal that they're starting to basically Open everything. Open everything. Turn the blind eyes to social distancing like the virus is over. The virus is not over because you're tired of social distancing. The virus is not over because you're tired of wearing a mask. The virus is not over because you want to go to Miami. The virus is not over because you want to travel abroad abroad. It's not over. Hmm. Contrary to belief, contrary to your your frustration and your anxiety, trust me, the virus is not over.
1: No, she's still here, alive and
0: well. And until we start to operate as a unit, she's going to be here a while. Because it's still out there, it still exists, and everyone keeps on thinking, oh, it's just a host of hosts. Well, then why don't you go to the coronavirus unit in every hospital?
1: understand where these people you feel like it's a hoax get that from. The the hard facts of people dying from this disease, it's spreading like wildfire. Do, are we just making up numbers? Like what, Y'all starting to sound like hell.
0: Not to mention I know people that have worked beside of Marlon here works inside of a hospital. One of my friends here works inside, one of my friends in Jersey works inside of a hospital and at the peak of the virus she was saying like there were actual freezer trucks inside in front of hospitals, and in, inside of those freezer trucks are actual dead bodies that passed away from coronavirus. They had nowhere to store them. What? So you want to tell one of my friends that lost his grandmother to COVID nineteen that this is a hoax? One of my friends that reco- that caught COVID nineteen and recovered. You want to tell him it's a hoax? Right. You want to say this is a this is fake? This is very real.
1: Y'all need to wake the fuck up and grow
0: up. Wake the hell up. And quickly. Fucking quickly. (sighs) Um, damn. Monique, girl. Kudos, girl. Crap, Monique. I I heard about this. Yes. Monique, um, a judge rules that Monique's discrimination lawsuit against Netflix can move forward. They deny Netflix's, um... Motion to dismiss the case Whoa! So you know what that means In the words of Martin On the episode of Martin where they went in traffic court With the judge Oh there's going to be a trial Oh shit! So you know what that means It's either they're going to settle out of court And give her her special mm-hmm. Or they're going to have to pay her regardless Because yeah. it's, a, it, it's From what she specified Which is the truth, this is why she can't talk about it anymore It was proven it was discrimination It's blatant as day She is an Oscar winning actress, a renowned comedian, and you lowballed her, but offered a female Caucasian comedian way more than you would give her. You renegotiated
1: with her after she came back and said she wanted more, and you gave it to her.
0: Exactly. Gave Dave Chappelle, through millions of Dave Chappelle, through millions. But she got offered like, what, 500K? And on top of that, inside of that litigation where most comedians sign, they can't take any other offers for a year. That's inside the contract. Child. I love us for real. Damn. All that right, mom. You get it. So it's time to get a little heavy already. No. You sure? I'm sure I'm not ready. You're not ready to get heavy. I'm not. Heavy, heavy. Mm-mm. You ain't got something heavy on me. Um, Lozada... Evelyn Lozada was seen, um, tearfully reliving a traumatic experience. When Chad Uchocenco uh, retweeted something and the tweet, uh, the tweet he responded to, what's the secret? How do you stay so positive? Was it therapy not being funny? Really asking for myself. This is Chad's response. I lost my temper for once in my life for three seconds and it cost me a lifetime worth of, hard of work. I got it all back Plus some after the second chance, and nothing will ever get uh, get me out of that happy space again. Evelyn Lozada responded, "Domestic violence is not an act that should never be justified or minimized. Period." exclamation mark and she retweeted her actual evidence photo that got leaked to TNZ from the headbutt incident and said, "This took longer than three seconds. Now." Evelyn also went to her Instagram, um, where she actually made a IG video, an IGTV video, in response mm-hmm. to everything and how it traumatized her. Um, I'm gonna get to believing women in a minute. I'm gonna get to believing women in a minute. Actually, yeah. you know what? A minute, tar- a, a, a minute. starts now. Yeah. Um, everyone, let's let, let's let's talk. Let, let's have a scolding session for you. For you niggas. <laughs> you, for you niggas. Okay? Um, I'm going to start with Evelyn first, and then we're going to move to the other topic. Um, Evelyn, despite the character you guys see on Basketball Lives, because we all know reality TV is staged in some way, shape, or form, um, besides the stage fights and arguments that you see on Basketball Lives, this is still a person. And contrary to belief, even what Evelyn's temper, no woman deserves to be disrespected or hit. And according to Evelyn in that IGTV video, IGTV video, she said this was not the first time that it happened. She was, She's not talking about the other incidents where he put his hands on her. But it's triggering, like she said, to a victim to get backlash from people that we're not there. Especially when she's saying, I'm trying to move on from the situation, but to consistently relive it is not helping. And it's the truth. It's like she said, I'm in a different space. I'm a mom, I take care of my business, despite the character that you guys see on television. That is not me. And you guys took that, you ran with it, and basically in efforts to justify what happened to me. And that's not, it's not right in any way, shape or form. Everyone's um, admitted that she's not perfect, but in any any way she in another instance of tripping the words, she didn't deserve what happened to her. Right. And that's where I'm getting at this. So getting with this. But since you niggas don't like to listen to women, allow me to help you. This week, um a, a little um unsolved mystery happened. Um we saw a video um, that popped up on our Instagrams I think last weekend it's one on the week now one on the week and the um the style young Megan mm-hmm. was on was seen on Instagram live in the kitchen with her friends that's her usual drinking and twerking and Twenty Lanez is there and we see about an hour later okay Megan is online. And next to her to the to the left of her. It's Kylie Jenner. Stalin went to the card, went to the Jenner home. She went to the Jenner estate. The billionaire, the tycoon of the family. Mm-hmm. And they were leaving. And a thing happened. there were reports that came out that um, Tori Lanez was arrested on possession of a weapon. And Megan was seen at the scene of the crime because she was in the car, her her best friend. And Megan suffered a shot in foot, and it grazed her calf. And of course, speculation comes out because everyone wants to know who shot Megan. So it turned into this biggest, who did it, mystery in the middle of a global pandemic. And it turned to Megan specifying this after everything happened because she had to break her silence. Mm-hmm. And The Stallion said the following. The narrative being reported about Sunday morning's events a week ago, like I said, are inaccurate, and not like the second record straight. On Sunday morning, I suffered a gunshot. I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was being committed against me, it was done with intention to physically harm me. I was never arrested. The police officers drove me to the hospital where I where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets. I am incredibly grateful to be alive and that I'm expected to make a full recovery, but it it was important for me to clarify the details about this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery, so I can return back to my life and back to making music as soon as possible. Now, you niggas in these memes. You niggas in these memes. And of course, the main troll of them all. I don't think I need to name a name. Not on this platform, alone. She went on her um, her Twitter, because Meg hasn't really been on Instagram since everything happened. Um, I'm gonna pull up the tweet, because sis gave a word, and y'all didn't pick up on the word. So, she had a word for you niggas. It was important that you guys hear directly from her. I mean, her tweet directly black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own it might be funny to y'all on the internet and in just another messy topic topics that we talk about but this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized hmm. we told y'all on this show before didn't we to believe the black woman That's it. we told y'all we said it on several occasions just believe it She's not speaking on what happened. Y'all are speculating. Y'all have whole clue assumptions of what happened. First of all, Tory Lane's charge got um, up from possession of a deadly weapon to assault with a deadly weapon. So you do the math here. If his charge got ups. You do the math here. I want you to really do the math. What was happening? Hmm. I really would love to know what was happening. So much. So much going on, and you niggas need to really be held accountable because this is sad. Okay. This is sad. <sighs> um, you know, with uh, that being said, um, oh, Shapana, I gotta refuse this. <laughs> what does she do now? So Hold oh, the wait. It keeps on my friend. I've ever seen in my life. So, a lot of you Vietnamese men, I have been beating on women. Y'all really gay as And nobody ain't telling y'all the real, but I'm here to tell you today that you're gay. A lot of y'all men be putting y'all hand on women doing some sissies. I don't give a
1: You need to leave a woman alone. You know what I'm saying? You need to leave a woman alone. You feel me?
0: First of all, Shakana, if you guys don't remember, Shakana has her own set of issues with Tory Lanez. And for you to insinuate that if a man puts his hands on a woman, that he's gay. So we deserve women beaters now. We deserve women beaters. We deserve to be physically assaulted by men because we're gay. This is that kind of righteous shit y'all like. Y'all stand for it.
1: You know, I'm really tired of y'all always throwing your trash on to this us. side of the fence. To us. Please stop. Please stop. Okay. We are not pedophiles. We're not. We are not rapists. Or you know. We are not women haters and beaters. I just I need y'all to just stop. Cut shit. And sis, I I don't know what your issue is, but I feel like you where where's like don't know Where, where's management where's y'all need somebody to just put some tape over your mouth because you just always caught up in some shit especially, you especially that's what you I'm call saying with well, her first it was transphobia now it's home like I just girl
0: so speaking of that um it's time to get to the last topic in the topic of the hour Nick Cannon Let's talk about it. So recently, Nick Cannon was on his show, and he basically made a few comments that came under fire. Um, they want to label him as anti-Semitic, mm. but I've only caught the clip that was posted to the shade room. I didn't get the full like what's the full problem. I've heard any of it. I got a glimpse of what was said. Now, I want everyone to understand, uh, we're all a work in progress. Everyone, no one is perfect. Y'all look for perfection, and y'all fell short every time. Half of y'all are not even perfect. And it's said this, and it's the God honest truth. Y'all wanna point out the flaw of another person, but you're not quick to point out your own. And that point out your own, and that's the problem. So, I try not to be prejudiced. I try not to be racist. I try to stick to the facts here. But in order for you to want things to change here, you have to point out the flaw in things. So with um, Nick, I put a glimpse of what was said. And personally, I can say I don't really see the flaw in what was said. I don't see where it was anti-Semitic, to be brutally honest with you. And I could be wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. But I don't see where he went wrong. And the thing is... Charles Barkley, you another one that I I, I have. A, we gonna get to you in a second because you and Terry Crews about to have a coon seat. Because I'm gonna start calling them, you spit in the cologne type. Because you, you just you just really diminish your message with what the hell you said. Because kissing just to make sure you keep your job at um, ESPN ain't gonna help you, sis. Sure. Anywho, you have to understand something. In order for you to really, really empathize with people like with minority, with marginalized people, you have to understand the trauma that we've gone through. And the lies that we've been told as Black people, or that's told in all history books, is not your real history and it's not the truth. Don't understand how we barely want to speak about civil rights in its entirety and the brutal honesty that of what happened is sugar coated for history books. Let's 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 go there. We're gonna go there. Let's go there. It shouldn't go the history books just like y'all must celebrate Columbus Day um, America was discovered well before Columbus came into play, but he stole it from Native Americans He killed their men and raped their women But y'all don't want to talk about that because it doesn't make y'all looking the best of lights. Mm. So when Nick Cannon calls y'all savages And animals because that's how you guys were acting This there was nothing for him to actually have to apologize for I know why he did but he shouldn't have to apologize for it He told the truth of how of the actions that were taken You were trying to basically make yourselves look good while hurting others in the process our people have been oppressed for over 400 years Native Americans are still oppressed They're still oppressed. They're not with the shit just like us like no y'all stole from us Y'all, and even when I saw a clip of this Native American, older Native American woman that, put, woman that went off on this reporter, because she said if it wasn't for us, y'all wouldn't even have a home. Good day. Hello. <laughs> it's the truth. In order for you to understand the trauma that you put marginalized people through, you have to hear the truth. I personally, I could say this, and like I said, I'm willing to be wrong. It's all right. But I don't see where he went wrong With saying what was done What was done Now In lieu to his comments Viacom terminated their, um, their, their Actual partnership with him right. But y'all don't know what that means That means His, inter- his business dealings with Nickelodeon is gone His, inter- his dealings with NTV is gone That means y'all not getting wilded out Again it's cancelled It's gone now Nick Cannon is demanding the rights to the ownership of Wild Out so he can take it to another network. Right. Now, this is why it's important for you to own your shit. Because now he has to fight to get the rights to Wild Out. Something he created. Right. But he does not own the creative rights to it. Viacom does.
1: Oh boy.
0: Like they said he's still the host of The Mad Singer. They're not taking that from him. Like, he's not losing a man's Singer, But just about everything else, even his talk show got postponed until next year. They don't even have a premiere date, but it got postponed till next year. A lot of business has been hurt from him saying this, and even a lot of people don't agree with, his, uh, with the apology. I personally can say I don't see where he went wrong. I, and I stand by it, and I say it a third time when we driving home, because I know how people are. I am willing to be wrong. And it's okay, because I personally don't see where he went wrong, because he told y'all the truth and you weren't prepared to hear it. I didn't hear him make any remarks from what I got. I didn't hear him make any anti-Semitic remarks in regards to Jewish people. Hmm. I didn't get that. It's just you know, and then you have Charles Barkley jumping on and saying you can't want um want equal want equality if you're willing to disrespect another ethnicity, sir. You may have been in the NDA for years and have a cushion style of retirement salary from them as well and also have a partnership with ESPN, but sir, at the end of the day, you're still a black man. <laughs> Just as, as quick as at all that got snatched from Nick, it. it could be snatched from you too. It could be snatched. Okay. He told the truth he said what was the truth. He did not show any ignorance toward it he showed that he was actually enlightened toward it and still lost everything
1: y'all can't stand when the truth is told
0: y'all can't stand when somebody tell y'all the truth and i'm talking about the white people i'm not talking about all white people because we know we have some allies in the community and that's all right we love y'all y'all get a plate at the barbecue as y'all stand on the front lines with us you can get some barbecue but at the end of the day, we're talking about the white people, the Karens, the Kevins of the world. We're talking to y'all. We're talking to Bob. We're talking to him. No. We're talking to those people that feel as if they don't, like they feel insensitive and they're going to take this and run with it. No. At the end of the day, I say it and I say it again. He did not go wrong with what he said. At all, he told you the truth of how the people were acting to basically genocide marginalized people. Y'all still trying to genocide us to this day. Native Americans had to police y'all out of their lands. Like we don't want y'all here at all. That's all I got for you motherfuckers (laughs) this week. In Six World. Pause. Oh.
1: There are two things that you didn't bring up that I have to talk about. Oh hell. Yeah. One is gonna be very quick. Oh yeah. But I just
0: oh, yeah.
1: I just find it real funny. Oh I got
0: another thing too. I'm not done. Go ahead.
1: I, I just find it real funny that uh Mr. Alseno. Oh
0: hell I'm trying to avoid talking about um My
1: um, New Orleans bag this week. Sir, um, you know there were people that were speculating that your reasoning for bringing out the episodes and things that you went through with the Smith family were to promote your album Um, and a lot of people were fighting against that. And while I'm not taking away from your experience, Uh this new song called Entanglement that you put out. It it don't. It I doesn't.
0: It doesn't help. I know.
1: It doesn't help. Heard about ten seconds of it last night. I was done. It, I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I'm done with it. And sir, you just like you show on your hand, and it just looks really crazy. Like if this wasn't about that, it didn't have nothing to do with promotions or anything like that. This should not exist, but it does. Do better. He gonna leave my man alone. He gonna leave me alone because I'm sick of this shit. I want entanglement to be done.
0: It's winding down. It's winding down.
1: It needs to be done by end of business today because I'm tired. I
0: don't
1: want to hear shit about him next week. Okay. Number two. Okay. Um. don't know if you saw the Twitter back and forth. Yes, I did. I know
0: we're about to go with Tiana and...
1: Um, and Mickey Blanco. Yeah, Mickey, let's talk.
0: Um, you were wrong in this sis. I love
1: you, you, you were. Think, but you were wrong. You were. And then also there are two things I want to address in this. As a member of the LGBTQ plus community, We really have to do a lot better about picking our battles, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor, I need y'all to, y'all is just, like. I think I can pick up he where he goes. Recognize the Tiana Taylor show. Y'all just being introduced to Tiana Taylor, you might not know. But Tiana has been in ballroom and the LGBTQ plus community since she was 15 yes she's not new she is not new to this she's actually very true to this the reach that y'all did by trying to call her transphobic because she didn't know about Mickey's transition until this beef came up this week is a reach sis it's a reach with T-Rex arms I need y'all to And then for her to, in the midst of it, it was brought to her attention with this bullshit that Mickey is now trans, and then she corrected herself from then on out to the last post that she put out today, closing everything out. Literally.
0: Stop. woman is pregnant as hell.
1: Stop. When we see somebody that's blatantly transphobic, we know that. -hmm. You can see him a mile away. When a bitch is revealed and uncovered for being transphobic, all her shit is blasted out. Tiana is not that girl. She's really not. She ain't never been that girl. Ain't never gonna be that girl. So y'all can just stop, Mickey. You you made yourself look really messy. You you made yourself look really messy. You made yourself look. Like somebody that people probably would not want to work with in the future because this should have been taken up
0: with legal representation.
1: Hello. And furthermore, just like Tiana said, you had her number. Even though this wasn't her business and it had nothing to do with her, if you felt like it had to do with her, you could have contacted her directly. Mm-hmm. And you did. And then, like, you look like a clown chaser. Mm hmm. Because here it is, we are two years after the fact. Tiana came out with a whole new album that is doing amazingly. And then here you come from beyond the bushes talking about something that happened two years ago. First of all, who waits on their coin to get to them for two years? If you really had an issue, if this was really a problem, it shouldn't have took two years for you to address this issue. Furthermore, you should have addressed it correctly instead of doing it like this.
0: Tiana, I saw those tweets. Tiana said it, and everyone that that is familiar with Tiana She said it. Her body language said it. She didn't agree with the rollout for KTSE at all. It was a Kanye West project. It was not really her. Period. So, she even said for work This pussy. She fought for that song to get on the album. She also specified in those tweets that she wanted Deshaun on the track. Not Mickey. And that's no slight to her at all. She wanted Deshaun on it. But Kanye made the decision and put Mickey on it. Not to mention, Mickey also claims that she wrote Kanye's verse for Hurry Hurry. Read the tweets. She claims she wrote the first Kanye. Now, my issue is, Tiana said it. She even said, she's like, oh, and free. She said, and free works for good music. She has no business with me. None. This is a Kanye West problem. I have nothing to do with this. This is not me. Yes, it is my track. But when you are signed to a label, huh. you go through the label. label. I'm
1: not paying you. Tiana Taylor is not going to be on your check.
0: And Tiana Taylor's name is not going to that a check. It's going to say good music or it's going to say Def Jam. That's who's going to send you your wire to pay you off.
1: And then on top of all this, sis, you went through all of this, and this woman just as swiftly as you brought this mess to her. Got you paid. Got you
0: paid and it wasn't even her place to do it. She got you paid right, literally right away, closed out the topic and said, I am done with this.
1: Pick your your battles. battles. Like don't try to drag people into this that's actually for you and like don't, y'all gotta stop,
0: stop doing that. Cause that shit is tacky, it's weird and it's just wrong. Like, you literally, like she said, you have, and then, the part that really baffled me, and this how you do it was messy, and she's like, and I told you that was HIV positive. That had recently became HIV positive. What does that have to do with you getting paid? Nothing. Not a thing. It does not, you were in the middle of a global pandemic. Your wording sounds messy. I told you I had. Re- I revealed my HIV status to you. Blah 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 blah. And
1: you had a problem being around me because of my status. And Tiana was like, "Wait
0: a wait minute, wait a minute, no, no it's not it. That's some not what you want." Like you literally forget she is a real ally to the community. This is not a, I just love being around gays type of thing. No, she's been around since she was a teenager. Hell, hell, family. Hell, let's be brutally honest. She's bisexual.
1: And she said to herself 90% of her team is LGBTQ people. Yeah. Have, like, How, like, it don't even look right, sis. Like, uh. that's like, <laughs> I, just, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand
0: know. it. And I, one more topic before we uh, tra- transition into uh, the next phase of the show. Um, first of all, I want to say congratulations and welcome to your new truth to Avery Wilson. Now a lot of you guys are not familiar with Avery Wilson he is an up and coming R&B singer you, a lot of you guys may remember him from his YouTube days of singing but we all basically alluded that A.V. might not be heterosexual but yesterday was his birthday so happy birth, related birthday to you sir and he revealed on his birthday that he is bisexual now he um obviously there's a new man in his life because he revealed that he's in love now you see what i'm talking about <laughs> um and marlon can attest because you just saw his instagram or his twitter one of the two he can attest Avery can take his fucking face off so i mean and the, he even went to estimation explanation on instagram live where he said basically it was an exclusive thing it was more so discreet than dl type of thing if you were familiar with him or knew him you knew this he wasn't hiding it from anyone it's just he did it want basically the same thing a lot of people say they're trying to get into the industry. They don't want to reveal it because they feel like it'll bring a bad condensation onto them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want to reveal that. I'd rather keep it. rather keep it. Like, people that know me know I'm dying. But congratulations to you lifting your shoes, sir. you still see your face off. You know, um, you might be in a wet dream or two now. Uh, <laughs> and with that being said, our cups are empty, and it's time to refill them before we get to the thread, and we will be right back. <laughs> While we were filling our cups, I, I, I genuinely... What's the matter? I, I have a question. Okay. Sit down. It's okay. You can do it.
1: You can do it. Come on. It's okay. More questions. For the
0: people. Come on. Okay. Um, it's it's been hard for me to come forth with this. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Oh, if I can let it you out. You can do it. Come on. I can do Come it. Come on. Yes, you can do it. What am I trying to say then? I don't know. You <laughs> what am I not... trying to say? What? I haven't you listening to letters. <laughs> y'all better send some goddamn listening letters. What is the problem? We know y'all listening. We see your numbers. And we know you're out there. Y'all out there somewhere. We know you're out there. So my numbers somewhere. Oh, listen. All you gotta do. All you gotta do. All social media pra- platforms Facebook, IG. Twitter. Twitter. Yes, and then, then we have an actual email set up. Yes, yes. So WRYH Podcast on all social media platforms. And then, and then,
0: if and you then, want to send an email. Yes, go Send an email. Send I don't like crying y'all. Send an email. Give me the an email. At WRYH Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, it is ask WRYH Podcast at gmail.com. Listen. What so is you- your excuse? What's the problem? You ain't got
1: none. Smartphone is in your hand right now. i got problems. We got answers. So, send in your listener letters, questions, comments, concerns. Let us know how you feel in the show. Maybe it's something you want us to talk about. But you gotta send it in. If we don't talk to you, we won't know. That's right. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired. Yes, I'm tired of handing him tissue. Y'all stressing me out. You. Just you. Y'all stressing Lonnie out too. Uh Clearly, he's clearly he's crying. He won't fight with me today. But anyway, yes, yeah. make sure you make that happen. And uh he can leave. Let's get back to the show.
0: He <laughs> can leave for real, y'all. Uh, to piggyback off of what we ended on, I'm just going to go ahead and say what the children are afraid to say. Um, Avery Wilson, I'm starting her stand club. Um, you are worthy of a crumble coochie now. <gasps> and. Um, your face is looking like such a comfortable seat. Shout out to Nori. Um, a throne a porcelain of a day. Woo! Of the day. Ooh, okay. A crumble of <laughs> coochie. A crumble of coochie, <laughs> bitch.
1: Uh, all right. All right, y'all. So this week, the thread is going to be very free, very unscripted. Yes but because as you can see (laughs) we're going through a lot these days and I just I just I just be so uninspired there's just so much shit going on but we're gonna try to keep it light you know and I'm thinking we talk about some shit that makes us happy
0: okay all
1: right self-care son of pre roneal times you know
0: uh Did and you say
1: pre-ronio, pre times, pre-ronio, pre pre I said
0: it. When we could actually go inside spaces and places without having to wear you face masks. Know, I mean, you know, um, back when we didn't have the fear. The only thing we had the fear is the STD, not corona. You know. uh, those times, those times,
1: the is holding the booty. You know, a, a, a quick one. You, you know, know. A quick
0: one. You a, know. a fun time might end with a penicillin shot. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Ain't died from it, but you
1: know, um, so I told Lonnie, I said, Lonnie, let's let's talk about some of our.
0: Don't you know we love nostalgia? We live for nostalgia, bitch. We live for nostalgia. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore, but some days I said, I wish I was a kid. And everybody said, I remember way back when exactly that's
1: what I'm talking about. (laughs) So, you know, being the 80s babies that we are,
0: yes, 90s kid over here.
1: That's right. We got a 90s kid and an 80s baby here. We're going to talk about our favorite
0: things mm. from those times. Mm. From those Come on, times. Jesus. You know, I love going back. To my inner child loves being alive.
1: Yes. So we'll start it off here, because I don't know about y'all, but I'm a cartoon head. I love cartoons growing up. And
0: Were you a cartoon kid? Yes, I was. You were? I, okay. I, a small tag, you know, a sprinkle. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. Like let's, talk about,
1: let's talk about your favorite tunes from way back when, when you were a cat. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I hate you. Let's
0: talk about it.
1: Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about, about Marlon. I can't stand you today. And I can't stand you
0: today. Are we on Dahlia? Are we going to be on Dahlia today? Let's talk about
1: it. Are, you don't even
0: know what I'm talking about, the side. No. Mm-mm. So, we were left off on Dahlia. I can't. Where Reggie? <laughs> I hate you. Can we also say real quick before we get to my favorite? I finally, I'm professionally. Okay. My my black day card might get removed Oh shit. This week was the first time I ever watched Jackie's Back. I now, if you're familiar, Jackie's Back is hard to find on streaming anywhere.
1: Find it on YouTube.
0: I did too. Is on YouTube. Now, would I say the shade in Jackie's back? <laughs> First of all,
1: viewing Jackie's back is one of the deepest punches on your gay card that you can get. All right, she's a deep cut. All right, it's a cult classic. So if it takes you a little while, it's okay. It was, I it was ironically one of the
0: funniest films I've ever
1: watched. Baby, do yourself a favor because first of all, a Jackie's back DVD is comparable to, as we stated earlier in this episode, the Who Is just Sky Words and Sounds CD, It's on the most stolen list. Yes. Always. Why Jackie's Bag will disappear from your house real quick if you're not
0: careful. Jackie's Bag is hilarious. It is. First of all, they all stole
1: from me. Drysang, little Brandy. Whitney <laughs> ah! and be author.
0: They all, they all stole from me. me.
1: <laughs> Baby. Shout out to Auntie Jennifer Lewis, Lewis who is mother of Black Hollywood. Period. Flat out. The woman is an icon. Uh, it was she is untouchable.
0: It was literally it was art. Yes. So much dance, yes it, it was is. art. It was hilarious. Do yourself a favor. Though one of the funniest Where Are They nails ever.
1: Hilarious. It's ridiculous.
0: Love, um, guys!
1: Don't get me started. Okay? Because I know all of the lyrics. All of the songs. Don't get me started. Anyway.
0: Alright. Bringing it back. So... Fire sorry, tunes. sorry. That was that was sounded. Yes. Cool child. Um, the tools tw- the that I love. Car. Hmm. On said list is Captain Planet.
1: Work Captain Planet. Okay. Um, okay. Yes, D- your 90s baby is showing.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, black Gay Car. Sailor Moon. <laughs> <Bitch>. <laughs> I love Sailor Moon. I don't care what you, know, you hold. I'm convinced
1: that man. you knew that you were queer or just nerdy. If you love Salemone. If Moon. you fell in love with Sailor Moon. I don't I can't even remember how I discovered Sailor Moon because it was one of those cartoons. It used to come on, on, like,
0: the, the, it just come on early in the morning. Yeah. The party, early in the morning. <laughs> it was crazy, but yeah. yeah and it were, was like also our first real exposure to anime with, yeah. Sailor Moon, with Sailor Moon.
1: Yeah, between Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball.
0: Those two. I, I don't care. To this day, I'm in my 30s. I don't get who that I still love Pokemon. Um,
1: <laughs> Actually, them too. Because Pokemon came around at the same time. And yeah, they came were around in the 2000s. That introduction of anime into American culture.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, and also, I had to...
1: Hmm.
0: I love Run um, Rats. And...
1: And mm-hmm. if we're gonna go there, uh-huh.
0: We're gonna, gonna, gonna go there. Uh-huh. We're gonna go there. Okay. I
1: love that this is a Bitch! <laughs> all of the things! <laughs> Bitch! Oh, okay, so y'all about to see the clear age difference between me and Lonnie with these like remembrances. Because like I'm remember like all of those things, I love all of those cartoons, but those were not necessarily the cartoons that, that you grew up I grew up with. My you, that is like what a
0: four-year age difference? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it it's still it will still show like how big that gap is, though it seems small. It's yeah. like I grew up on shit like um He Man and She-Ra. Which, yeah. Yes. I grew up on shit like Voltron. I grew up on G.I. Joe. Oh,
0: can we have a quick homage to X-Men of the nineties?
1: The original. The original the X-Men. The original X-Men. Bitch, and you know what's funny? Talk about shit that you look back on now as an adult, X Men was so dramatic. It really was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was so fucking dramatic. Like, nothing was more than fucking more than fucking dramatic than Spider Man in the '90s with fucking um oh, bitch. with fucking too who was the name of his love interest? I forget her name. Mary Jane. How when she jumped when he proposed to her and she jumped up that fucking building and said, <laughs> I wanted to see if you would always be there for me. I'm like, if that ain't the most toxic shit I've toxic ever shit. seen in my whole oh life. My gosh. I'm like, this bitch really just off a building,
1: she almost died. Hello. About it, I wanted to make sure that you
0: would always be there for me. Like bitch!
1: Get the, the fuck out of die. here. It's crazy. Um what else? I grew up on shit like the Smurfs. Yes, um, King. Um, Looney Tunes, which then gave Ooh. us the ever-classic Tiny Toon Adventures, which then turned into giving us the Animaniacs, bitch. The
0: Animaniacs is, is iconic.
1: Iconic, which then gave us Freakazoid. Yes. All of the things. That, you know, that was a time where, bitch, Saturday morning was like a job. Saturday
0: kids. morning used to be lit.
1: You had to get twi- up early.
0: For me, it was between Recess, Pepper, and... Pepper, <laughs> the, oh. proud, the Proud Family. Yes. You had on. Then it was, I said Recess. That was Channel 7. Then you would transfer over to Channel 5, and that's when they had X-Men on at that time. See. And I, it was mad clutch. Spad Bane mm-hmm. you, as a kid, you marvel at waking up early on a Saturday. Everybody shows. Everybody, you had to
1: because okay. So my thing was, if I wanted to watch the Power Rangers, I had to be up a little bit early because yes, they came on early. King oh. Power Rangers came first. Then I had to have my. I think what came on after that? Because I the one Saturday morning lineup with recess, Pepper and. All of that stuff and then I'm gonna start dating myself for real now because at one point oh, can we? Darkwing Duck.
0: Yes, God,
1: Chippendale Rescue Rangers, yes. DuckTales, Um can, You're yes. about to Gag. Okay. The MC Hammer show. Yes. MC Hammer had a cartoon. He did have a
0: cartoon back in the
1: day. Oh my god. Bonkers.
0: Um Tailspin Bitch. <laughs> Can can, can I please have a moment to stand something
1: really good? Can we, we all grew up on Scooby-Doo. But can we have a moment
0: to stand What's New (laughs) Scooby-Doo? Bitch, first of all, not only What's
1: New Scooby-Doo, but bitch, a pup named (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Bitch! Oh my, oh my god. Yo, just don't understand. Those were the those were the times, bitch. Oh. The gosh. times, bitch. My, then like for me, the closeout for Saturdays was right before regular TV came on, I had my Looney Tunes fix. Mm-hmm. And right after Looney Tunes, when I always knew that it was over, Soul Train came on.
0: Yes, God. Now if you really are a nostalgia, if you really want to live in nostalgia, cool. Give it to me, come on. You remember when Shamar Boy used to be the host of Soul Train?
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: I can't ever see Saturday. I remember that. Oh my God. I now, remember that. None of those. if you ever know, if, I don't know if anyone noticed, but none of those performances were live. No. They were all lip sung.
1: The, the live performances were only around when Soul Train first came on. Right. When it first had seen in the 70s? Did they start in the
0: seventies or the sixties? I remember it used to come on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And you, would, and you would literally be in the house with your Soul Train Yeah, absolutely. Then um, it would go from there. Now, ooh, we on to Saturday afternoon, but then what you going to do? Can we go to Saturday morning?
1: All right. So regular TV shows. Come on, give me your sitcoms, your favorite sitcoms. Let's go. Cause I got a feeling like where you're going.
0: Can we go to Saturday
1: morning? I mean, give it to me. What you got?
0: Now, if you are my age, I'm in, I'm pushing mid 30s at this point. If you are my age, you remember, bitch. Okay? You remember when Nickelodeon was lit, bitch. Okay, alright. Nick Nickelodeon used to be lit on Saturday night. She was lit. She <laughs> was lit. And it wasn't called regular dick, it was called Snick, which was Saturday Night Nick. Okay? Give it to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> you had all that. Yes, now, all that. This is where you met so many of the stars that you see today. Yes. Like you met Keenan and Kel through yes. SNIX, which they end up getting all own spin-off, Keenan and Kel. Exactly. We met Nick Cannon on all that. We did. Um we also met another person on all that. Lori Beth Minver. Yes. Um, <laughs> we also met Amanda Bynes. Thanks Indeed. to um all that. Which, mm-hmm. and the shit was actually funny, and they actually had actual stars coming through their show, their show um, performances on the show. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, this is back when they used to have actual artists do their theme song. So if you remember all that, TLC did the theme song for all that. So for um, Kenan and Kel, Julio did the theme song for Kenan and Kel. Mm. <sighs> I first knew it was Love and fighting when I met Robert Richard. I don't even know what I don't know what it is. Jesus notice. Christ, that was fun. Fun little hazel act Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Made hmm Made my quicker. quiver. My pussy doing shit, my bitch. Ooh,
1: yes, okay, got <laughs> it.
0: Now you realize got it. Got it.
1: Now I know what you're talking about. Got it.
0: He sparred. The first time we met Robert Richard was Cousin Skeeter. What? This is the one SNCC show that we cannot get on stream, and I do not understand why. And it was also when we really got to know Megan Good as an actress, we saw mm-hmm. her on Friday. Right. But she really was a regular, she was a part of the cast on Cousin Skeeter. Gotcha. Now, Cousin Skeeter was a, show about a, it was a show about a boy that came to live with his cousin, mm-hmm. uh, with his cousin and his parents. Now, Cousin, um, cousin Skeeter was actually a puppet right. that was voiced by Bill Bellamy. Yeah, right. Yes, he was a voice because it's here. Now, I just, oh, Saturday nights would be so nostalgic. Now, this is before cool, y'all cancel all this shit. You had, um, also, I would watch, God rest of soul, my, um, my auntie. We would sit back at the mall there shopping, you know? That's what we do. luxuriating mm-hmm. In luxury, okay? <laughs> we would hit all the stores, get all the
1: things.
0: <laughs> and then we would come home and we'd watch cops. Come on. Now, y'all cancel Cops due to everything that's going on. At 30-something years, y'all probably cancel Cops. Listen. Oh, and then at the time, you had America's Most Wanted. Now, yes. these shows have all been canceled due to, of course, <laughs> the sensitivity of the climate of the culture right now. Mm. But these are a of us growing up. But I swear to you, we had the best childhood in the
1: 90s. Baby, let me tell you, because... We had the first best. First of all... During the 90s is when black TV was was black
0: popping. It was black popping. It was no, like, then you go back and you remember the Parenthood. Yes, the Parenthood. Martin. In the house. Living single. Thea. Oh, God. That's when we first met Brandy. Was Thea. Hello. Moesha. Iconic black television. television. You a lot of. Like, black TV was on, the, was in demand at that time. Family
1: Matters, iconic, iconic
0: black television. Fresh okay. Prince. Uh, what was this? I forget the name. Hang on, Mr. Cooper. Yeah,
1: give it to me.
0: <laughs> um, when Sinbad
1: had his own show. Yeah, that didn't last long enough. It didn't. But, um, like, there was a lot back then. There was a lot. We had a lot of iconic television. A lot of representation at the time. Um what about what were your favorite white shows at that time? I used to love Clarissa Explains It All.
0: Yes God
1: <laughs> When we first met Melissa John Hart. Hello. Um I'm about to date myself again. I used to love family ties. I wasn't really connected. Um, who's the boss? These are all 80 shows. Yeah, they are. All 80 shows. Um, what else? Three's Company was my shit. The Lucille Ball show was my shit. That's
0: my, my mother still loves I Love Lucy. Yeah. She that. Yes. That's my favorite show ever.
1: Um, Nickelodeon actually introduced me to a lot of those older white shows.
0: Like, uh... Bitch, can I have a moment? Y'all not going to sit here and shit on my girl. Who? Let me tell y'all something. Y'all don't like to reference her, but I do. Because okay. I love her. Okay. But y'all gonna give homage to the nanny. Let me tell you <laughs> something about Fred Drescher. Ah, 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 ah.
1: That was a show.
0: Fred Drescher was iconic in the nanny. <laughs> I fucking iconic kind of in the nanny. Those pieces, baby. <laughs> you wanna talk about the original bird, original city girl? That's <laughs> original! Let's be perfectly clear about Fred Russell. Who else do you know can sit here and take a job as a nanny watching children, and literally by the end of the show, she is married to her boss. Bitch, she came
1: to the door selling makeup, became the, the nanny, man, and then secured the bag with the marriage.
0: And the assistant could not take it at all. She could not take at it. All. She wanted him.
1: So let's get into some of like the dramas back then, bitch. Nasty New York undercover. Oof. the show. But first of all, I was in love with Hilton. Oh,
0: <laughs> um, melted in the seats.
1: That chocolate motherfucker. There.
0: Oh now, my Now the one thing that my and the, <sighs> my friends know me, and they'll tell me all the time, and as one about my pet with my friends, they're like, if he light and bright, that's Lonnie's type. It is. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> and These are facts. Facts are the truth. But I've had more brown skin and dark skin boyfriends than I've had light. Like
1: I can believe that.
0: Now, the crazy part was Malik Gilbert. <laughs> bitch, I'm getting weak talking. <laughs> now, ooh, so if we going down memory lane, bitch. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about dramas. Let's go it. Let's do it. I want you to name, and I think we talked about this before but I think, now that I think about it, I think I'm a little more of it now. Okay. I want you to talk about your biggest crush in the 90s. I know who mine is off back. Okay. I, named, I already named one.
1: Okay, so let me give you my very first crush in the 90s. Okay. Very first one. Okay. Don't y'all judge me, because the is still fine to this day. Okay. The Black Ranger,
0: Zach. And then when I realized he had a six-finger one thing with his right hand, I was like, wait. How did
1: that happen? Oh, my God. That man was so... Oh. And he aged so well. He is he still, still fine. He still
0: looks the same, age. He is still fine. Oh, my God. Um, who else? Wait. I gotta make sure I get his name right. Hey, because I know who mine is. I've named two of them
1: already. I've named two of them already. Um, also... you know... Uh, people that know me know that I am uh partial to all things chocolate, but I did have a light skin lover. Who's a light skin
2: lover? Donald
1: Faison, bitch.
2: <laughs> oh
1: my god, his thick ass is still fine to this day. Oh, I'm Donald Faison, was so Oh, and then we had them braces and Clueless, he was so cute. Oh, shit. I remember him in
0: 186,
1: though. Oh, baby.
0: Oh, shit.
1: And as he got older, he just got better.
0: Also,
1: also, one more, one more, one more. Let me make sure I'm getting this. Thing. I'm
0: gonna name my three because I, I know I gotta think of the third one. No, I don't. I actually know exactly who it is. I'm gonna wait Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. One's mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. gonna shock.
1: Bitch. Well, let me let me just make sure. One's
0: gonna shock the fuck. Oh no, I got four.
1: Damn. Um, my last one, Carl Anthony Payne II, aka Cole from Martin. He is fine. That motherfucker is is fine fine as frog hair, bitch. I don't care what nobody say. Cole? (sighs) There were lots of jack off sessions to Cole when I was younger. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I did pleasure
1: myself to the thoughts. I did. I did.
0: Anyone that knows me knows my first answer to the question. Who would you think it is? First answer? 90s? 90s. Who am I talking about? Now, take Shamar and Robert out of this. Okay, Shamar's <laughs> not in it. And even if Robert, if you want to about Robert, I'm literally one to sit here and get y'all into missions if, if I ever came across him. I Robert who? Richard.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Not, we ain't talking about Kelly. I know. Fuck out of
1: here. I was making sure. Um, hmm. Now, who's the light skin legend of the 90s? You have to think about
0: this? I already know it.
1: Of course you already know that that's the man you was lusting after. I don't know. Who is it?
0: uh, okay.
1: L.L., you. First of all, okay. okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. So can we talk about it? I wasn't really on L.L. in the beginning stages, but Ooh, there were shit. two songs that made me know it. Hey,
0: Lover.
1: Hey, Lover is the first one. Uh-huh. I know. I know. But, bitch, the video for Phenomenon, Do you remember that song? I had to watch the
0: video. I remember the song.
1: Baby, that first of all, the video was sexy as shit. It was like he was it was this party scene. Everybody was in gold. And he was licking them lips from here to eternity. He was uh first of all, I don't like super ripped LL Cool J. I don't either. I like the pre-LL Cool J that the soft buff going on, the nice chest, thick, oh he was so fine, yes. As long as he kept the hat on, because that motherfucker got a big ass heads, y'all. And I my like second, big heads. My second
0: real. my second crush in the 90s, it hurt when he died and he died on my birthday. Oh that's why. Prodigy from my beat. Oh. Uh, if you are from the northeast, mm-hmm. especially if I say area. I know mm. bitches that had crushes on prodigy. <laughs> that was my th- that was my thug love. Come on, yeah, yes, thug love. I man. love prodigy. You <laughs> understand? Hey, hey, love, mm. still does something to me. When you say hey yo, shorty, come here, like what you want? <laughs> <laughs> it still does something to me to this day. Okay. Oh my gosh. And my third one is actually going to be a shocker.
1: That is not a shocker.
0: Let me tell you something. Him is is soul food? That's fucking... First of all, when he said it's soul food, when Bird kept looking down, he's like, stop looking at my dick!
1: i just want to see it can i see it for a second can you just move no. the top of me? can you flash
0: it something okay no? right. so, first of all when bird had to sit here and put something in his mouth to keep him from
1: on it no. i was like okay all right i'm here throw the cat I'm on s- him sis give him the puss sis give it to him for me bitch and while we on the topic while we are on the topic alan motherfucking pain bitch Jason's lyrics. bushy, hairy, fine, fat lip motherfucker you. Jason God damn. If you needed
0: to question the validity of how fine Alan Payne is, Jason's lyrics should be enough. For you.
1: Bitch, In an honorable mention while we are on the topic, you wanna talk who you know who my thug love was? Uh-huh. Tretch from Naughty Bar Nature, <laughs> bitch. <laughs>
0: But I don't even do oh, the noise like that, but I want a trash to tear me the fuck down, hole. I'll never forget when I saw Vinny a couple years ago and saw AMC on outside. Mm. I was five, six. he was with, he was on a little date with us. And you know, I tried with these. I tried not to fan out in front of them. Mm-hmm. I really did. But I was five, seconds and I was like, can you give me trash you know, to I want to talk <laughs> I just want to talk to him. Listen. Mm.
1: First, and then... Uh. And this might be strange, but I had a lot of female crushes back then, because there was some fine-ass women in the 90s. I mean, if you wanted to
0: come with some
1: coochie. Lisa Nicole Carson. Lisa
0: Nicole Carson.
1: Jada Pinkett's best friend in Jason's Lyric. Oh. The busty busty buxom goddess of the 90s. That woman, fine as hell. Oh, my
0: God. If we want to talk about women crushes yes. Randy, this is like I, we all know gay, but just because you're gay don't mean you don't see the beauty in a mm-hmm,
1: woman. Baby, because we're the first ones to see the beauty in them, quiet as is kept. But anyway.
0: Mia Long and Friday. Let me tell you something, especially that scene when she was jogging when she when they first... Yes! Her, I was like, that is a gorgeous
1: fucking woman. Oh, that woman just... Uh. So, first of all, and let... Let the truth be told, Jada Pinkett
0: Yeah, it's one dude, of well, You can say what you want. That was a fine That is a fine woman. And still, it, look at her fucking mama. I had somebody in mind and I wanted to say You just made me lose my train of thought. Sorry. No, it's fine. I'm trying to think. It's fine. It's all right. Um, ooh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Damn, 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 damn. damn. I want the train of thought. But, um,. 90s and women and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. mm Mm-hmm. Mm, mm. Bitch, I think I got it. Give it to me. Say what you want, and she is problematic as shit, but let me tell you something. Stacy Dash in the 90s. She was that girl. She was fine as hell. She in the was 90s. that girl. So she knew she was fine.
1: She was that girl.
0: Pro- like I said, problematic as fuck. But as, that woman was fine. You <laughs> take that from her.
1: As soon as she turned on us, that's when she started aging.
0: Hello. Get into that, it. That, that, <laughs> that's that, that, she, it, that and she just, just started selling her something Listen, life. and
1: that was it. That was it. So let's get on what I know everyone was waiting for us to talk about: music. Oh
2: shit.
0: Eighties and nineties music, maybe. I have one song in particular that takes me back to my childhood, Um, back in the day, after Sunday mornings and sometimes Saturday mornings, and sometimes Saturday mornings that get to happen because, as was specified not too long ago, my family was the shopping kind. Mm -hmm. So, whether it was with my mother and my grandmother before she moved to South Carolina, or my God family, we were always shopping every, like, every couple of at Saturday mornings we go out. So... It's one song in particular that takes me back to my childhood in particular. Um, well, it's Saturday mornings, because hello. Here in the Tri-State area, we've always had KISS and WBLS. Now, KISS originally like a few years ago ended up turning into ESPN, but majority of the actual radio personnel transitioned over to WBLS. Don't mm-hmm. Now, there's one song in particular that reminds me of Saturday mornings. My. I said don't disturb this groove. It and the thing it, is it, so real. I'm so into it. you. Bitch, that is not your song, that is my shit! Now that is an 80s song, bitch. but it stuck with us. It is a cult classic. Don't if you do not know, don't disturb this groove. By the system, bitch. You need to be shot. The- now I now I'm not gonna lie to you. I just watched the shy for this week. Mm. If we gonna have a full episode, where I discuss The shy like I did with Instagram. until the very end, cause the last the last five minutes of The shy this week did something to my anxiety. I ain't gonna talk about okay. um, it. But when they did a scene, or they had a blackout, cause the show is staged is staged in the Southside of Chicago. Um, Shout out to my hometown. And. They had a blackout. Mm. Now they had a little gathering at Sonny's, and bitch, I knew I was like, this is authentic to the actual scene when I heard this song. Follow me, Mm-mm. why don't you follow me? Any so here that I think about Uncle that passed away, recipes touch, but it was. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like. This is really authentic to Chicago because like, you cannot, you cannot like, talk about Chicago or have anything staged in Chicago if you're not going to talk about house. It's the same thing with Baltimore. It's the same thing with Jersey. If you're not going to incorporate house in it, don't talk about it. That's it. That's it. So, oh my gosh. But if you're going to talk about music, like the fact is we just talked about 90 sitcoms, but can we just talk about how much 90 sitcoms put us on to a lot of music? Now, that part. Moesha was a very big piece of bringing music into the culture. Mm-hmm. Like in retrospect, I might be, this isn't a reach to me, it's kind of like how I feel about insecure with music was kind of Moesha with music. It was, okay. you have to keep in mind, Randy was an artist. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time, it was easy for her to get artists to come to Moesha. So, we learned. I think we all learned and got into get it together, thanks mm-hmm. to Moesha. Okay. We got into "Keep On Keeping On" by MC Light, thanks to Moesha. Mm-hmm. We got into some of these songs, thanks to the artists coming onto the show to perform them. And it's just—it's so weird how our music, especially at this time, this was like prominent, like primarily when Black culture was basically being taught onto us. Like, I had to go back and thank God for Homecoming. It retaught me the words to the Black National Anthem. Mm-hmm. I forgot them. But in the 90s, back when I was, like, first and second grade, we had to know them. Because right. after the Pledge of Allegiance, we were not sing the National Anthem. We were singing the Black National Anthem. Right. It was at a point where it was in schools, where they taught it to us. So, when we get to now with talking about music, it's like we really were... We really were, we really, the culture was like, it's in us because it was taught to us. It was put into us. Black History Month was a thing yeah. in 90s schools. Yeah. So when we talk about 90s music, I think about, so, like, especially growing up in the Tri-State area, we had rap before New York rap became a global thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: I remember the mob beats. I remember the Wu-Tangs. I remember my cousins listening to them before I got to digest them for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's so weird going back to that time frame because we're talking strictly about the name We're talking about the 2000s where I was a teenager. Like I was literally a preteen in '99, right? So I was 12 when that that
1: happened. <laughs> so listen, and, and you, that is
0: a cult classic to this day.
1: <coughs> listen, and when you talk about like the gatekeepers of introducing black music to culture. Like back in the 90s, that's when a lot of our shows were incorporating our music into the the TV shows, Mm -hmm. and one that comes to mind for me that was really prominent was In Living Color, because at the end of every episode, damn near, there was always a musical guest at the end Mm -hmm. that would be debuting a new single or a new song that also takes me back to talk television in the 90s was so fucking lit. So lit. I think about That's the Arsenio good. Halls and fucking, uh, oh, bitch, Ricky Lake. Back when Jerry Springer, not used to let them fight on Jerry Springer before they broke it up.
0: That's it. Ricky Lake, Jerry
1: Springer, Jenny Jones,
0: um, I thought um,
1: Montel Williams, Gerald Rivera, Geraldo Rivera.
0: Rivera.
1: I forget his name, but, uh, who Montel else? Williams, Sally Jesse Raphael. That was like when T- Talk TV was really big about right? then.
0: Then you had like, and then when we talked about them bringing music into the shows, like you had all that that had a very diverse cast. And even when it came to their music, it was diverse. But they were not like the one thing I can say is they even had rappers come onto the show mm-hmm. and do their songs for the show. Yes. And it just it it like you said it takes us back to a time of remembering that music and why we love it so much. Yes, but I'm gonna ask the question. What up? Of the 90s, I want you to name me your favorite ballad.
1: Favorite ballad of the 90s?
0: Favorite ballad. Shit, child. I have mine.
1: That's hard. Just one?
0: Just one.
1: Well, I mean, if I'm gonna. Well, wait. Is that 90s? That's not 90s. See, I went 80s immediately.
0: Now, I have one and it might like shock everybody because I've made it no secret that I love this group. And I think about this video when I think about this song. Can we go back to the day when life was long? What? Can you tell me how perfect life goes wrong? Can somebody tell me how to get things right the way they used to be? Oh, God, give me good uh, I'm down on bending me. Yes! Love wasting (laughs) it. Will you come back to me? I'm down on one good news. The 90s. The 90s. A valley. I need a valley, and I'm gonna say a rat song. Mm-hmm. Cause my rap song is similar to a valley, and I'm just gonna say it's "Hey love mm. Hey Lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. the set. You know what? The crazy part was now that I think about "Hey Lover," it is such a picky song. Mm, mm-hmm. It was a picky song, uh-huh. and the funny part is, I think next year we're gonna do that. I want you to pick your, fi- your top five picky songs.
1: Yes, top five picky songs. Okay. Because okay. somebody
0: named it on the thread that Lou um, started it on Twitter, but somebody has said, "Princess, I wanna be a lover is a picky song." It is. And I said,
1: "It's an iconic one." At that
0: <laughs> it's an iconic <laughs> <laughs> And we had a fight because I had said, "Music." Buddy was a pick-me song. I and he, that. and he fought me. he's like, no, 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 bitch. That's a, that's a, that's a frame of benefit song. I said, you know what? Fine. I'll spray that out for just friends.
1: That is very pick-me. That
0: is a very, very pick-me. pick-me song. I'm like, fine. I, I, I think about that. oh like,
1: um, it. damn. It's hard for me to pick one of my favorite ballads, but this one sticks out to me. Rain by SWB.
0: What? oh bitch Rain down fall on me, let your love just on me, just rain oh. on me. Yes. Yeah. First of all, S. W. V. child Get into it. My favorite girl group is the only is the only girl group I could girl group I could think of that had those singing songs about being about getting a facial.
1: <laughs> the fact that I only learned that that's what that song was supposed to be about like two years
0: ago I'm blew like, me. And then when you listen to the lyrics it's like, it is really about a facial. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. And then when you sit back and it's, you're the one you're the one Uh huh. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, y'all really had sing it real wrong ass song? First of all,
1: SWV, let's be clear SWV it's one of them groups, they were the queens of giving you songs that have these double meanings, these secret messages and codes. of all, my favorite SWU song will always be Downtown. I was just- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> The fact that that song is about getting ahead. Listen,
1: so many songs. And
0: while like really demoed that song the way it should have been demoed for The Trip Downtown, if you are not familiar with The Trip Downtown, YouTube is your friend. The trip downtown is an ultimate sex song. Oh, work. <laughs> I can't. And it's off the can't. mixtape
1: about nothing. You are welcome. Work. <laughs> oh gosh, what else? We've gone about music in the nineties forever. We sure can. What was your favorite music video in the nineties? Top three, because let's be clear, the eighties and the nineties were the age of the music. Well. 80s through early 2000s was the age of the music video. Ooh,
0: oh, 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 oh! Damn, that, we, was what? that was quick. Was that was quick as shit? I thought about it. Okay, I'm ready. All right, let's go. Um, number one, the Ross, with your hands clasped. One. What? Go. <laughs> um, number two. Mm-hmm. the in feature never socket to me. Word. Um and I had to close out of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go left field for this for the 90s videos, make sure. For the styles and purposes, I have to say Randy sitting up in my room. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> and that closed out my throat. I'm like, and it was so simplistic, but it was so appropriate, to, especially for our ages, because of the fact that, one, she was a teenager doing that soundtrack. Right. And they made sure she stayed, like, the one thing people don't get Sonya Norwood um, credit for mm mm-hmm. Cause her hype Williams made sure that they didn't sexualize Brandy at that early of an age. Like every video, if you think about it from when she was a teenager, none of them had her in revealing clothing, none of the sort. It stayed to a very childlike theme. And not even child. it was a simplistic theme and it was not provocative in the slightest.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... My top three. Okay. Screen by Michael Jackson. Yeah. Featuring Janet Jackson.
0: That was a music video. Iconic. Was, music video. The sad part is that's the only time they work together. The only time.
1: They could have easily released an but, entire album together.
0: But people don't give Janet enough credit for not using her brothers to get into the edge.
1: They They really don't.
0: They don't give her She
1: literally made her own life
0: and even when oprah said it y'all didn't pay attention oprah said it she said you really did not like you're here because you worked to get here you're right. not here off of your name you're here because you worked to get here
1: the second one buster rhymes and janet what's it going to be
0: i'm supposed to name that
1: that video first of all
0: oh, 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 oh. Can we please I have an honorable mention. What can we give an honorable mention to Buster Rhymes. Give me some more Hello, bitch. That was uh, That was an iconic music video and y'all slept on it. You
1: really did
0: like Buster Rhymes problematic as all, homophobic and all excuse me He was visually the Mel Missy Elliott of the 90s. Yeah, a lot of his videos are iconic if you go back and watch them. Yeah. All of them actually. Yes, his videos were iconic. The label spent money on his music videos.
1: Yeah. Um, and what's my last one? Oh, wait. Shit. I gotta make sure it's the 90s though. But I bet you it is. Come on man. We need you to give it to us, right? I now, right. I happen to love this video. Uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh.
1: But sitting home by total, I love that video. Can we give the flowers to
0: Trippin?
1: <laughs> but first of all, can we give our flowers to the Kina, Keisha, and CD, period. The fact that I, as
0: problematic as it is, the fact that I play so often, I tried. it's just, it, it's, it's embarrassing. It's Hello. embarrassing.
1: Hello. Oh. That that CD was everything. First of all, the age of CDs, bitch. Like, I remember it had gotten to a point where I had my own little CD book. And it got filled. And it got, filled. It and got I, filled. Now, were you the type that only put your CD in the, in the sleeve? Or were you the type that put the CD and the booklet insert in there? CD and booklet.
0: Work. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have CD them both. And booklet. Gotta have them both. It was no point. If you didn't do both, it was no point. None. These were really good times. And what was your last
1: the video? Do you have one more. I did three. I said, it's mm-hmm. I said, what's it gonna be? And I said, sit down.
0: Oh, that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I have one more before I get it back to it.
1: feel like I have an out of one Um, was that 90s though? I think it was 2000s. What? Um Overprotected remix by Britney Spears. That was definitely 2000s. It definitely was. Okay, so we know. Um, cause late 90s and 2000s gets real blurred.
0: Yeah, cause nobody can tell the difference between the two. No. Um. Damn. Yeah. Damn. What? What was? What was? The first album you ever purchased?
1: Brandy self-titled first album I ever purchased on my own Robin's first album was mine really
0: Shocking I saw it. that on Twitter I was like wow okay Robin's was mine okay and it it became a drug ever since like I went back and purchased so much music from like that time period mm-hmm. and I remember like I remember getting clowned because I wanted the best of shots I don't see why. That was, a, that was a moment in time. Listen, I had writings on the wall, but I went back and pushed it to the so mm-hmm. dance. I didn't care. I was like, I need this. <laughs> all right,
1: so let's do this. Okay. Your top three scratched up, worn out, almost unplayable anymore CDs of all time. Full so on my branding. Work? Okay.
0: I that was easy. <laughs> um, Damn. Ashanti's first album. Okay. Um, damn, you're probably really thinking The Writers on the Walk, I Scratched Up. Okay. And... That was three. This is your honorable mention at this point. The self Title of Leah album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even have to do me like that. <laughs>
0: You did to do me like that! It, listen, you said Scratch up I didn't
1: think about it. Woo! Okay, I'll fix your face. Your face, fix it. Okay. Alright. Oh, shit. Come back, come back. Um, Alright. Ooh. Alright. Um... I had it. That was 90s. the Rhymes Extinction Level Event. Baby, I played the fuck out of that album. Oh, I played the fuck out of that album from beginning
0: to I really did. I really did. Uh, I cool. love that album. I, um, I have to, ooh, if I have another album to mention, I would say Brand that album got scratched up for me, and I remember I begged for that album. Really? I begged for Never Say Never, mm-hmm. and they, because my cousins at the time they were not into R&B the way I was. Really? So I remember I had to game I had to beg my for Never Say Never. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like, I want it, 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 I it, it. <laughs> But it's tasty that this is why, and I guess you can say this is where music really had changed. I remember. How I know I love an artist is that they've made me cry. Mm. And I can name three artists on hand that have made me cry. And Jesus, I'm gonna ask you the same question. Um name three artists that have made me cry. Um my three is gonna shock. It's alright. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um Frank Ocean has brought me report before. Okay. Sizzle has what me his before.
1: Mm-hmm. Kanye West has brought me to
0: tears before. Kanye West? Kanye West brought me to tears with um, her upset. Late registration. That makes sense. I hunted, when I tell you, I hunted for almost two weeks for late registration. I hunted for that album. Mm -hmm. I was not trying to rest until I owned it. I remember. And I just left, oh my God, I have to find it. I cannot find it. I went to bootleggers. I couldn't find it. I went to stores, and it was sold out. When I finally got a hold of late registration and listened to her say, mm-hmm. I bawled. And I just was like, oh my god, what is this? Right. And with Scissor, I remember why I cried with Control because I had listened to the very last track, and this album came out literally. A week before I turned 30, and 20 mm. something just did it for me. 20 mm. something did it for me. Like, work it all. Frank has made me cry on two songs. Mm-hmm. One is Strawberry Swing mm-hmm. from the Nostalgia Altric, um album, okay. and Self Control from Blonde. It blonded. If you know, from Blonde, if you know self control. You can't help the woodworks on self-control. Right. You cannot help it, especially, like I said, I said this on Twitter and I re- need to reiterate again. Real music lovers are suckers for lyrics. When you can stick here and piece together what someone's trying to say, and in self-control, there's a deep meaning behind self-control. And people are like, oh, how can you love Frank Ocean? I'm like, bitch, have you listened to Frank, o- to Frank Ocean? I'm like...
1: But because my song on that album that got me sick for this isn't my life. It's a far fellow to a friend. They brought us
0: We get there.
1: I'm done. I'm done. Um.
0: Brandy has made me cry several times. Bitch. Love when it Count Me Out brought me to tears before. First of all, um.
1: Put that on everything. Tears me down. Every try. time. every try. time it tears me down. Necessary from Aphrodisiac tears me down every time. Should every I go. Should time. I go oh my god. Um who else has made me cry? Uh, th- first of all, um Destiny's Child, what? first album, um, what the fuck is the name of the song, hmm. Killing Time, bitch just go listen to it, and I guarantee
0: you it's an ex somewhere that has made you feel like that. I got one, I got one, we're gonna go Destiny's Child, I'm gonna go there, you ready? If I love you a little bit longer, Child. if I love a little that bit do for older, like that. You stay? I can see that. Stay, baby, stay. If I granted all of your wishes, gave you more than touches and kisses, would you stay? Stay. I need you to say um, huh, Beyonce has made me cry to wow. Heaven yeah. Heaven is the one time that Beyonce got me Heaven and I honestly have to say now that I think about it Tinashe want me to see it before with um, what's the name of that song Bated Breath
1: oh, Beyonce got me with flaws and all.
0: I'm a train wreck in the morning. yeah oh and of course Prince is made me of course. Of course. But Jesus, Bated Breath, if you've never listened to Bated Breath off of Aquarius, mm-hmm. that is a song. <laughs> that is a song. Mm-hmm. Like, sis went there for Bated Breath. Right. But, mm-hmm. we're going
1: to jump all off into the 2000s and got way off topic. So well, it's time it's to We're going to pull on over. We're gonna pull on over we're gonna end that there we hope that you guys had fun on this trip down memory lane with us during happier times pre-coronial times.
0: pre-coronial i'm dead you know um
1: mental health tip what you got
0: i've said it already technically but i'll reiterate it please check on your friends um, if you have not checked on A family member That you've That your spirit A lot of people Don't want to talk about it Sometimes your spirit tells you to check on somebody You don't know why Sometimes there's a meaning Behind it Check up on your people yep. Please Especially with everything on, on people dropping Like flies Please do yourself a favor Do not hold on To that guilt Of shoulda coulda woulda Please check up on all your people
1: mm-hmm. um, And my mental health tip For this week Is On the opposite Spectrum of that Take some time for yourself. Yes, I. To like reset, to like reconfigure, to step away from everything. Because if you all are feeling anything like me, I get a lot of numb moments now. Like it's it's so much going on that you can't keep up. There's death everywhere. Uh huh. Fucking economy is going to shit they're killing black people more and more each day. We're not getting any justice for the killings that have happened. Um, It's just a lot to take in and and it it can kind of zombify you, really. Put you in a space where you're just moving through life with no feeling. Take time to yourself to reset, to take a step away from shit and just really like Decompress and then come back with better energy to fight better, to do better, to just make it better for me.
0: Yeah. And that's all we got this week. How um, about right, y'all? Thank y'all so much to the end and listening to us go down the new lane and scold y'all, as mm-hmm. per usual. Um, <laughs> this has been fun. Let's do this again next week, same time, same place. But um, with that being said, I think that's all we got. All right, y'all. All, All right. right. We, listen, in the words of Tab, now go on and be good to yourself. And if you're not having a good day, don't you dare go messing on nobody else's. That's right. Period. Shout out to Auntie Tab. Yes, we love you, Tab. All right, bye, y'all. Bye.